to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Love Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm so grateful that you're here, and this week I will be sharing all about this upcoming new moon solar eclipse as well as Midsummer or Lita, which is the celebration for the summer solstice. And also we will talk about the retrogrades that are going on now and Mercury retrograde who started retrograding this week. And in this episode, I have Veronika Neslund. She's a yoga teacher and Reiki healer medium, witch, animal communicator, and a channel for the archangels. So this is also shared on YouTube as a video. If you prefer to watch the video, you can go to my YouTube channel. And I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen. In the show notes, you will also find a link to my upcoming summer yoga retreat. So if you want to join in on that if you're in Sweden or if you want to join online please contact me and I will give you all the information so enjoy this week's episode hi Veronica welcome to the podcast and my youtube channel thank you thank you for having me so happy to have you here again we just had to talk about this week. There's so much going on. So I'm really excited to have you here. Uh, If people haven't uh, listened to our most recent episode together and our episode from back from uh, before Christmas, maybe you can just introduce yourself first. Okay. (laughs) Uh, My name is Veronica and I'm a medium and witch and Reiki master. And also, we met through yoga, so I'm a yoga instructor as well. Yes, great. Yeah, and you are very well into also astrology, and together we celebrate the Sabbaths as well, so we're going to talk about that. So we have so much going on this week. We just had Mercury starting its retrograde. We have Lita, or the Midsummer, like one of the Sabbaths coming up, and a big new moon solar eclipse. So let's start with, maybe we start by talking about a little bit about the eclipse and then go into the retrograde planets and also Lita and how uh, you can celebrate that and what it also is, what type of celebration and what type of rituals we can do for that. So how do you see this? So we have a zero degree new moon eclipse this weekend and that would be actually yeah that would be the last eclipse in cancer and for me as a cancer 
and Leo rising, I've been having eclipses for years now in, in my sign. So how do you see this upcoming new moon eclipse? What's your interpretation? Really, all eclipses, I think, excuse me, they remind us to slow down. Uh, but they also remind us to do the shadow work. We have to do the shadow work. And when there's shadow work within a new moon, it means really every eclipse, you can see it as an opportunity to, to face your fears. Uh, that's really what shadow, shadow work means, to embrace your shadows. Uh, it's not always convenient. <laughs> it's not always easy, uh, but it's worth it. And um, an eclipse uh, close to new moon means that you, you have the opportunity to make closure. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed like lately that like old stuff is coming up a lot. It's like, why am I thinking about this? I thought I healed this. <laughs> um, but you know, you're, giving an, you're given an opportunity to, to look at it again and look at it from a different view and let it go. It may come up again, but it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. You're not crazy or anything. It's just um, universe reflecting back at you. Like, you know, like, look at this again. What did, what did you learn? Mm. So, um, yeah. any, any eclipse close to a new moon is, um, is a gift to letting go. That's how I see it. But it's not easy. It's not easy. No, it requires a lot of work. And I think when people think about spirituality and spiritual work, it seems like light and fluffy, but it's actually <laughs> a lot of deep work that needs to be done. And a lot of like soul searching, yeah, looking into your own shadows. And um, I think as a collective, we're doing that as well because the, the, the eclipses also, like the eclipse in cancer is is in our collective dharma as well so we are seeing how are we now finally shifting in more into that intuitive divine feminine embodiment and and nurturing society as opposed to the structural patriarchy and very like physically attached uh, society that we have become so in this eclipse since we are in the midst of a lot of changes like one thing it's reminding us is to come back to that motherly nurturing and very intuitive and emotionally connected energy yes. again and how important that is and it's happening in zero degrees that's like a very heightened and potent uh, number and degree and then it will move back into Gemini. So we will have a totally different vibe the upcoming uh, one and a half years with the eclipses there. And um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, let me know what you think. I know because um, Gemini is a lot about communication. Yeah. And it's also a lot about um, also facing your fears, the duality. How do we communicate? Uh, it's going to be a lot of, um, you know, challenges in the way we communicate. Yeah. 
but it's also, as I said, or how I prefer to see it, uh, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to, to learn and to grow. So um, uh, I don't remember who said this, if it was Buddha or my beautiful dance teacher, <laughs> Lynn Simonson, <laughs> or they both said, speak kindly, because words are um, power. Mm. So when we're moving into uh, eclipses in Gemini, be kind, or be kind always. Mm. Yeah, but this is a reminder as well, since it's also a very sociable sign. It's it's also about first, like we're taking care of our inner world, and then how are we communicating that out? So it's really, um, it, it is a big shift into these nodes, and also from Capricorn to Sagittarius South Node is really also very different energy. It's it's. Uh, Sagittarius is so expansive and and um, and visionary and a, a very optimistic uh, part of our consciousness. So it's really gonna shift everything. And I think it's really interesting that this this is so the sun will be moving into Cancer, so we will enter Cancer season, which is more it's because June and the Gemini season is always so like the energies wind up and it's so it can be very hectic social gather like everything and then in july it feels like it calms down and you can start most people are going on vacations maybe summer breaks ho holidays and you take the time to like like <laughs> recover yourself from this very active energy so with this move in sun when it shifts into cancer, it's also shifting into a different season. So it's because it's, cancer is also a changeable sign, just as Aries is. So we have this midsummer or summer solstice, which is also Lita in like in the Sabbath. And so maybe we can talk about, so it's just very, very, yeah it's very coincidental that everything is happening at once but maybe we can talk about like the summer solstice and what it means to you uh, in your practice yeah uh, it's it's interesting you say you're saying this the sun and cancer because cancer is a water sign yeah. and there is also uh, representing emotions and it, the element that um, that is connected with emotions is water, but um, cancer um, can always crawl back to its shell to its shell when when it's um, it feels threatened. But the sun is is illuminating everything. You know, you have to look at your shit. Mm. <laughs> Literally, you have to look at at the um, the dirt in the corners. You have to to make amends with yourself, um, and you know, in that to Lita, a lot of pagan traditions uh, connect Lita with the element of fire, but it is also the element of water. Uh, June and July is the Lita month, really summer solstice. We're moving towards darker times, and it's really all this hyper energy. Uh, needs to meet 
fire needs to meet water to cool down. Uh, so a lot of people are going on vacations and we should recover, but what we do is, oh, I have to. Um, you know, if, you, if you're still in that hectic energy, you're not going to recover. Um, I think that the vacations, uh, your vacation really need to be an inner vacation as much as an outer vacation. Mm. Um, Lita in the pagan practice I'm, uh, I'm participating in, we're celebrating the um, fertility and uh, <laughs> and really like the goddess is she is um, re ready to give birth and you, you when you watch the uh, the nature surrounding you it's like wow she's giving birth she's ready and that's what we're celebrating so, and, and when you look at the bigger cycle it's like we're celebrating uh, whatever seeds we, we planted during the, the winter solstice. So it's in the cycle you can, you, you can see whatever you planted is growing now. It's, it's, it's time to write. Mm. Do I make sense? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And it's, I just reflected on also that the last time we or the first time we did a recording together, it was right before the winter solstice, which is also we have to say that this is in the Northern hemisphere. So in the Southern yes. hemisphere, it's the opposite. Now it's like the winter solstice and it will be, well, if we follow the Sabbath, I, I assume it's still uh, Lita, but it, if it would be the Northern hemisphere, it, it would be Yul, which is, yeah, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit shifted, but we, we're also like in the midpoint, like the, the summer solstice will be the brightest day in the Northern Hemisphere. So the, it means the light has become stronger than the dark and, and which will also lead to a little bit darker and darker days. And here in Sweden, we're definitely experiencing the, uh, light like around the whole uh, day because of the, yeah, our Northern position. So it's really, yeah, it is a time with with very a lot of energy, and as we said today, it's it's maybe hard to fall asleep in the evening because it feels like it's midday, um, and we're also like halfway to the fall equinox. And I think it's really interesting that that the ancient uh, cultures and traditions, such as uh, the ones in England, but also in Egypt, like all of these were calculating. The different, um, yeah, the different solstices and even Stonehenge is like, yeah, it's yes. like, yeah, it's so well uh, calculated how they put out the stones. And maybe we can talk about that, like the traditions of the solstice from that uh, area of the world, since you have also studied that, like how, like it's, a, I think it's an auspicious time because also, um it is the shift it's a turning point and i think they were very aware of that but we have forgotten we have forgotten we need to be reminded and i think we need to be reminded <clears throat> that it starts within yourself because i do believe in tradition but we all 
um, we're all spread around the world. Mm. So um, you need to find your own practice. Your own, you educate yourself, but then you need to find your own practice. Um, I respect the traditions, of course, and, uh, but I also need to make my own from where I stand. Um, so how do you, how do you practice or how do you celebrate Lita? We are going to meet with our coven and we're making flowers mandalas. Uh, we're going to, um, uh, you know, uh, celebrate the goddess Freya from the North Norse mythology. Um, but you know, you don't have to do all that. I think you need to be aware of the shift. You have to embrace the shift within yourself. And then you can, you know, um, let that uh, reflect on your altar, for example, if you need. Um, I know one tradition, they, they talk a lot about eat close, you know, celebrate the oak. Um, uh, and some traditions are, are really go, get, getting into the element of water and some are getting into the elements of fire. It's really what resonates with you, what vibrates with you. Uh, that's, that's really the, the work of the, the witch, mm. I would say. Yes, <laughs> I agree. And just talking about the goddesses, we're focusing on Freya, but uh, what other goddesses is connected to this uh, season and this uh, celebration? Mm. Oh, a lot of them, all of them, <laughs> more or less. Um, that's really what I mean with what res resonates with you right now. You can say Freya because she's, you know, the mother of all. Uh, and if you go to the Hindu tradition, maybe you would say Kali. Mm -hmm. Or if you go to the Greek mythology, you would say Aphrodite. Um, there are a lot of goddesses and really what resonates with you educate yourself and what resonates what vibrates with you right now um, because every face of the goddess will have a story to tell you will have a, a lesson to teach you. so um, I wouldn't say that there's a particular goddess um, because every goddess has a story or a lesson to teach you. I, I keep repeating myself. Uh, I, can, I can feel close to Eden right now because she's the, uh, the goddess in Norse mythology that carries the apples for the gods to keep them young. And um, I have apples on my altar and, um, you know, that's what resonates with me. But that's not necessarily what resonates with you. Um, so I keep repeating myself, educate yourself about the goddess and uh, you will feel whatever vibrates with your, uh, with your frequency right now. Yeah, I agree. And I think like the goddess that we can connect to on a physical level is definitely Mother Earth. And uh, if we look at the, just talking about Lita and I, we see the, the different how different traditions have done this differently. But here in Sweden, we definitely um, 
worship nature without knowing it because in the midsummer we like the tradition is to be outside with friends and family we do use the flowers to make the the big um crowns on the head <laughs> we do that from we're very young and um we have the make yeah you you use like flowers you should dream about the one you love exactly it's a lot about love this i think it's really fertility fertility yes (laughs) yeah because i think also like people are saying that this is when a lot of conception happens um a lot of spring babies are conceived now so uh, it's really something that is at least here it's uh, in the north it's really still practice but people are not aware why so it's it's beautiful that we are still doing that and we do use the midsummer pole which is similar to the may pole so it's really interesting that that is very connected to to how it's i think it's for beltane the may pole um and it also symbolizes fertility. So yeah, just being, I, I always say like the key is to be in nature for most things and, and just being aware and celebrating um, yourself and, and the, if it's possible to feast and, and to be grateful for the abundance that we're receiving now. I mean, you can go out and pick plants and fruits and flowers. It's, it's really gifts to us so it is really a abundant time right now yes and and it's your way um i know people that are and i'm just going to have my own special dinner in the garden or i want to be by myself contemplate meditate whatever it doesn't have to be this is big huge thing exactly uh, whatever is a feast for you is the right feast mm. i would say i usually go up very early in the morning around six o'clock and i go to this special lake where i grew up um by which i grew up and i have this water ritual where i pray to the goddess and i um you know let the water wash off uh whatever i don't need anymore what doesn't have anything from where i cannot learn anything any longer I, i let the water you know like just and uh, become a creature of fertility not you know not making babies but uh, giving space within to let things grow Um, teachings learnings what i need to learn to grow as a spiritual spiritual being Um, and having faith in that having uh, you know trust trust the flow I don't think it's easy, especially now, you know, six planets in retrograde, (laughs) eclipse approaching, new moon is approaching, and, you know, it's reflecting on the world. You can, you know, Mm. you just have to watch the news and, you know, it's it's in a reflection of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a time for grounding for sure now. And to do with yourself the the healing and rituals that you need and that will also reflect in the world so we can definitely use use that uh, power it's a, it's, I, I would say that this is it's your spiritual responsibility 
to do uh, if you chosen and embracing um, the spiritual world. Um, don't break that contract. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And just just to mention, we have just started the Mercury retrograde. And what other planets are retrograde right now? Because we oh have my God, there are a lot of them. Yes. <laughs> I know Jupiter is. Mm. Uh, uh, I have to check that out. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest. But we, I have, guess that, we, uh, we had just Mercury ret starting its retrograde in Cancer. So we yeah. have extra Cancer energy there. And then we have Venus as well retrograding. So that's been going on for a while. Okay, so you have your <laughs> no, I don't have I don't have all of them in my all head. Of that. I, I I assume that Saturn is retrograde as well. I think so. So we have a lot of retrograde motion. <laughs> yeah, you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Always Google it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, right. Jupiter, Saturn. Mercury, Venus, Pluto, mm. and there should be one more, right? That's oh. five. That's <sighs> five. So three, like external planets and two personal planets. That's a lot, actually, and we can see that reflected in the world and also within all of us. And I think that. Mercury retrograde is more, we have talked about the Venus retrograde. I think Mercury retrograde is very relevant for this time period since it's three weeks now and it's actually a perfect time for retrograde because it's now the time that we do naturally, hopefully slow down. And in Cancer, it's really, Mercury is not really with its airy uh, qualities. It's not like, very comfortable maybe in cancer but it's really necessary for us to, to get that how do you <clears throat> see this retrograde that is right now mercury retrograde used to scare me <laughs> i was like oh my god my sage my sage <laughs> but i found a way to embrace it so i'm not really you know um You know, if, if I dive too deep into every planet that's retrograde, I would go crazy. Uh, I, I try to, I am aware of it and I am embracing it and I'm meditating about it. But my meditations are about grounding uh, because when the planet starts to slow down or move backwards, it will feel like everything is, you know, against you. Um, and how can I use that energy? Mercury is like, it's really the story about the King Mer Mercury, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, going down to the underworld. So I, I use yoga, a lot of yoga. And Mercury is, you know, when he is in the, in the underworld, it gives us an opportunity to look at the world from another perspective. So I use headstand, for example. If I do a headstand, I see the world from another perspective. So I'm, I'm trying to use, I'm taking the opportunity 
to um, embrace the retrogrades. What can I learn from them? It doesn't mean that I, I'm all into it. Like, ah, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm using the tools I have to ground myself and to remind myself to stay in my essence. Mm-hmm. And uh, from that essence, I can look at the world from another point of view. Mm. and um, I don't have to be caught up in it I am in it but I'm not caught up in it Mm. yeah it's just being aware and then uh, not having like high expectations or low expectations it's just about being aware because sometimes we think that we're like isolated beings and and not flowing with anything but we are always in motion with nature with the planets with everything everything is like working together so it's it's not about be it's more about knowing the essence of the time period and then also from that maybe yeah taking like giving yourself that advice okay now it is a good time for me to slow down so i i get the rest that i need and now i can slow down my my thinking my like take like harness it instead of being scared or be thinking it's like a negative negative thing and then when things happen we know like it has a purpose and and a meaning that it's there so it's teaching us something as well. it is and especially mercury retrograde that is about communication mm. a lot of communication so speak kindly speak yeah. speak from your heart um again be be kind yeah <laughs> always yes towards yourself and towards the world around you exactly it's inner and outer communication and uh, now we're connecting that with our emotions so cancer can be very emotional and and there are ups and downs but now we slow down that so we can process everything all the same so you can so you can view it from another point of view you know don't judge it you, you can just look at it and learn from it yeah uh, but it's a lot mm. five planets retrograde i'm sorry it's mm. five planets not six um so uh, uh, use this time to to be with the elements to light up your corners and to let the water element you know just cleans get you know rinse it away and um don't judge be kind Mm. yeah i agree so thank you so much veronica it's been so lovely to have you here again and i'm sure we're (laughs) gonna do this again soon and and yeah happy solar eclipse midsummer to everyone solstice and uh, yeah stay grounded and be in nature that's the best thing we can do right now blessed be blessed be thank you so much for listening and i'm wishing you all a blessed solar eclipse summer solstice lita and take it slow and easy contemplate meditate and do whatever your soul needs right now take the time for yourself and enjoy nature so let's take a deep breath in through the nose together 
and exhale out through the mouth and namaste.